Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about. We're talking about modern role playing games. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? So the, the, I was uh, reading in uh, a Reddit article or questions. I don't know what you call them. But questions. I was on Reddit and somebody asked, What is a good modern role playing game? To which my brain exploded. And I'm like, oh, there's all kinds of modern role-playing games. I'm, I'm, I'm specifically thinking about like really popular published games that you can buy on in Dead Tree versions, right? Paper. And my question was, what do they mean? What is a modern role-playing game? <laughs> so, so all kinds of games are going in my head. And, and indeed, that's the problem, right, for me that I figured out, well, that you helped me figure it out, is that it's even modern is too, there's a huge broad it's a huge broad. <laughs> he didn't mean that. <laughs> it's, it's a, a broad it, perspective. It's a broad. Yes. A, a broad choice. Yes. It's a broad. It's too broad of a subject, right? It's like me saying, oh, I want a good fantasy game. <laughs> <laughs> RPG. Well, when, he, when, he, when Saul kind of came to me and said, okay, this guy asked this question about what's a good modern role playing game. I go, uh, isn't there a. D and D modern game. <laughs> There's a D twenty modern, which is based on third edition. That is probably like twenty eighteen years old. Uh, if you like D twenty, it, it's it's I've I looked at the rules. I own. I think I own the book. And I told him, well, we ported it into our big game that we ran at the convention. Right, D and D fifth edition. Right. Yeah. So D and D fifth edition came out, and of course they uh, it's uh, has an open gaming license. So this group, I forget, uh, Archaic Chameleon, maybe not them, but a group of uh, people got together and they have a company and they came out with modern rules for 5th edition D&D. I think it's called Ultramodern. Okay, for, okay, let's go back. They did it for Pathfinder. They call it Ultramodern 4 or something like that. And then, and then... Pathfinder kind of fell out of vogue and was being uh, overtaken by 5th edition uh, as far as players and stuff like that. And so they came out with a 5th edition version of those rules. And what it does is it's a, it's a, it's a modern, it's a way of making modern characters and stuff like that for D&D 5th edition. It has rules for guns, it has rules for different types of archetypes of characters, and they really changed the rules quite a bit as far as making the character and what a character character can do of course because it is fifth edition based on fifth edition they also added certain characters that can do magic right so you can play like an urban fantasy game but they, their idea was you can play a modern game from any time or, or what 1920s to the near future that was my my second question what do they mean by modern because modern to me means anything from the 1900s early 1900s late 1800s to now right, right and i was thinking more like like currently like now like 1919 2020 right that's what i was thinking that's current for me well it's not and then my next question is for a modern game <laughs> what do you want do you want like a, a do you want a, a, a shadow i mean there's shadow run shadow run could be considered modern um except what was the date when they it's a little bit better in the future, right? Or have we well, passed it? Was it was that we passed the date that everything's supposed so to happen. See, 
there you go. And, and Cyberpunk 2020. Yeah, and then and then you have like <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of modern games. You, I consider like Supernatural, the Dresden Files. Buffy, those are definitely modern games. Yeah. Those kind of games, but, but they're I, considered. But that was the problem, right? Jolene goes, "Well, it's what she say." I forget what she said. You when you were saying it right now, but you said something uh, last night. You're like, like it's just this. What do you? No, I always think I said modern game, and you go, well, "What are people gonna do?" if there's no magic or there's no something weird going on. Well, no, on. I was thinking, well, what kind of game do they want? Um, if they're saying modern, are they talking about like a a spy game, right? Or That's like, what I was thinking. Or, but then I'm like going, well, what are they going to do? It's just going to be like watching a TV show or reading a book, right? As, well, is it is like, that what all games are like? Yeah, but I mean, do you want to play Magnum P.I. or... or Some you know, people might. Or I know, that's what I'm, I'm saying. What what is, the, what is it that they want to play that they consider modern? I was thinking that my, the other word that came to mind was contemporary. Yes. So a contemporary game. So it's a very broad question. It is a very broad question. So the person who asked this question did get some answers. And they arranged the same answers that I got, that, that I, I was writing in my own little, because I decided to do an episode, so I was writing it in my notebook, and it was just too many games to list, right? Even in my own library, I have too many games to list. Do you, is it, like you asked, is it a 1920s game? Is it Call of Cthulhu? Call I would Cthulhu. consider that a, a modern game. Is that modern, though? I, I don't know. I don't know what other people consider modern, but being <laughs> an ancient medieval historian, I consider the 1920s modern. I'm just saying. Okay, so... But you could it, also port... Call, I mean, Call of Cthulhu doesn't have to be in the 1920s, right? It no, can, they have that... They have a Delta... later, yeah. And they have a... I'm sure they have a, a rule book for all kinds of... They even have a Cthulhu, Cthulhu for... The, what is it? Cthulhu Tech or something like that, where they go into the moon and into outer space and stuff. Okay, that sounds like alien to me. It's kind of scary. So. <laughs> so I think you're right. I think the category he's asking is just really way too broad because if you can include let's say uh cthulhu 1920s and cyberpunk 2020 though that's some a, people did there's mention a lot of there's a lot of that's a, a lot of space that's lot, like a hundred year space yes that's a hundred years and quite a bit of stuff happened in those hundred years and if you can if you think about it that would include the world wars which which opens up all kinds of possibilities, right? Right. World wars, weird war, and all of Vietnam the, War, Korean yeah. War, just the uh, Afghan so War. All kinds of modern stuff you can do. <laughs> and then there's just technology is much different, right? Yeah. Uh, 1920s technology compared to today is quite so, different. So then it, it it becomes more of what kind of genre do you want to play, right? right. Do you want to play the Dresden Files or urban fantasy? Yes. Right. You, there's Dresden Files, there's Supernatural, Liminal, Liminal yes. all of those things, which people love, right? Because they're great games. Yeah. A very good genre of being able to to have that supernatural quality, whatever it is. Ur urban fantasy, right? Well, you like urban fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> I don't know people that don't like urban fantasy. But then there, so there's that kind of genre. And then there is... Um, well, I was thinking of like a, a spy game, like a, just a intrigue. Was it intrigue? I guess intrigue. But uh, you're thinking of spooks chasing each other around the world. Spies, yeah, right. Like I'm thinking James Bond. Right. right? So there was a game uh, written by the person, I'm pretty sure Mike Pondsmith wrote this game called uh, James Bond. Uh, Mike Pondsmith is the person who made Cyberpunk. And uh, 
that was sort of popular back in the day. And but I don't uh, one, I don't own that system. I've never owned it, and I've never played a single game of of of, of, of Bo- James Bond 007. That's what the name of the game was. And but there's other spy games, right? Well, it's not so. Well, there's the there's TSR's classic. Uh, what is it? Top Secret. And you told me there was a game called Spy Game. Right, Spy Game. Uh, that's a fifth edition r- version of, well, fifth edition rules for playing spies. And supposedly it's really good, which is really weird because, like, I wouldn't think a game based on levels would be very good for a spy. How do you gain levels in spy? Of course, there's also uh, back when. Uh, well, I could see that you could start out as a, as you just get out of the spy academy. academy. <laughs> <laughs> I use air quotes on that one. And you get put in, maybe you get put in with a, a master spy and he gets killed and you have to take over the mission. Yeah, you're right. Because they do have levels of spies, right? Like even James Bond, you know, the number that's assigned to you, it determines how the quality of your, of your skills, right? And I, and I totally forgot about Spycraft. Spycraft, which was based on, oh man, is it based on third edition? Not third edition. Is it based on, I think it's based on third edition, third edition. Uh, D and D, and then and then they came out with Spycraft uh, Second Edition or 2.0, which basically they, they you don't need Third Edition rulebook; it's all self-contained, and that was really popular. I ran it a few times. I didn't I didn't run it as a spy game. I used the rules to run a military game. See, and th- so those are the genres that I told us all about that I would think. But those are the kind of things like we watch a lot of. Uh police procedurals because my mom lives with us and she loves that kind of stuff right what, what okay what do you mean by police procedurals like blue bloods and oh, yeah. ncis and we don't watch the ones that i don't like but um oh we don't like like special victims we don't go there but those kind of things right so i tell saul i go or like magnum pi we, there's a new one called fbi FBI. So you, so we watch a lot of that kind of stuff, right? And there's all kinds of books that you could read about that kind of stuff. So I consider, that, books, yeah. I consider that just entertainment versus role-playing. Role-playing, I want it to be more, fantastical. I guess, fantastical <laughs> would be the word, or more hero-like, right? Even though, of course, these guys are heroes because they're running around doing stuff. But my mom likes that stuff, so we watch a lot of it. And I like to watch mysteries. Um, I watch a lot of mysteries, which Saul falls asleep quite often when we're watching them. Well, I am. sometimes I'm pretty tired. <laughs> but so those are the kind of things that I would think of as modern, but I wouldn't really necessarily want to play a game. Yeah, that's interesting because you really love, I think you really love uh, mysteries. You mysteries read mystery? are really hard to play, though, because because we've played them. And me and the Friday Night Guys, we always, when, when you do mysteries, sometimes it takes us a long time to figure out the clues. Because... <laughs> Well, that that is that that is kind of funny because the problem with mysteries or investigative games is even if you think these are great clues, I guess I came up. With, or you're specifically talking about the. Are you talking about any specific game? I was thinking about the um, Carnival the Carnival Roll Run <laughs> that that you that you did, well, but was... also like even like Dresden, right? And you give a lot of you give a lot of clues out, and they're and specifically to your Monterey Dresden game, there's these ideas of oh, the, yeah. the places attached to it. So a lot of us can figure out those clues a, lo- a little bit easier because 
we're from this area, right? Yeah. So so that that gives us a a clue as like if you're saying it's going to be on Fisherman's Wharf, we all can picture Fisherman's Wharf and know exactly what we're in Monterey, in. nothing. Yeah, in Monterey, yeah. yeah. So that that kind of changes it up, right? But I find investigative games that the clues that people give out they can just go so many different ways that and each person in the group thinks of something different right so when we were doing the carnival row one which is you know basically urban fantasy we were it was a (laughs) or alternative or urban fantasy it was a the clues were there it was just that we were running around trying to figure it out and we were going all (laughs) over the place and then when we were playing in felipe's uh, Victoriana game, which was another <laughs> investigative yes, game. Yes, it was investigative We game. were literally running after the killer as he was killing people because we couldn't get to him before but he I think, killed people. I think that's the way it was supposed to be. Yes, I understand. It was written that way, right? We, we were... So it's more frustrating to play in that adventure okay. to me than to watch it unfold in a TV show or reading a book because... There aren't seven people or four people with different ideas about what's going to happen. I'm just seeing it happen or reading it happen. Right. There's no decision making in that sense. And and you're right. I think I think investigative games. We talked about investigative games. It did a whole episode on them, and they're tough to do. You're right. And it's I think most times when it's shown on television, it's not a group of five or six people. It's just one, maybe a sidekick, right? Yeah. And the sidekick is there just to like bounce ideas off of them off the main character but you're right five main characters going after a a mystery usually does not happen and that that carnival role game i was uh you were you were trying it out so you could run it at a convention right you were my play test group yeah which i don't usually do i usually just run uh games cold at the convention but we had fun and and you know trying to figure these things out right you know you guys you guys did a good job it's just i thought it was a six-hour game and even if you incur the what is it? Uh, I don't know what you would call it—the vortex of online gaming that sometimes things take longer to accomplish <laughs> An on hour online to get everybody in the same place. Yeah, or just start the game. Yeah. Uh, three sessions with, with four hours was twelve hours, and and we, you guys, easily—you know—even if you take out two hours of BSing, that's eight hours of or uh, ten hours of role playing which we did better when we when you ran the liminal games for us oh that's true those are true one shots yeah yeah and uh, but those weren't my those that wasn't my idea i I know but but we did it was an investigative thing we had to figure stuff out did any of them go longer than one session um i don't recall i don't remember i don't think so maybe they did but those were really fun little but they were really short little things so was mine supposedly but that's if you if you make your own game, if you make your own scenario, you don't know how the clues are going to come across. Right. And when when you buy a module, those people have actually probably play tested it the way that At you at least right? once, hopefully, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that they know where the clues are going to go. Uh, hopefully, they're going to land well. <laughs> then there's the players. You never know what they're going to do. That right? is the what is that? But you've played other um, modern games where your mercenary is going to save somebody oh yeah uh, so th- the genre is very wide and and very different if you're looking at 1920s cthulhu i ran uh was it carnival row and i also ran a game called ghost ops which is this little game by feral games and uh i think the guy's i know he's he's from england anyway he this game called ghost ops and it's based and he, and he uses fudge dice 
but it's not fudge dice. Uh, same di- dice that you use for for fate games. Right. The pluses and minuses pluses one. And minuses. Now he doesn't use. Now he, it's not a fate system. He just uses the dice to for the outcome because it's super simple to read. Right. You don't have to count too many numbers. Just right. pluses and minuses. Hopefully, people can figure that out. And uh, so I really, th- I really thought the the system was really cool. I thought it was really neat. And uh, I, I should really review of his game, but he came out with a second edition where he even makes it even more streamlined, right? So the f- the first the first edition was not clunky, it was not by far, but there was all kinds of little all kinds of little rules, and now he streamlined it more due to input. What is the name of this game? Ghost Ops. Oh, Ghost Ops. Okay, yeah. just wanted to make sure because I didn't hear you say it. Yeah, and so uh, when uh, we were playing. The guys really liked it. It was a, what do you call it? You know, like a military go in and save uh, somebody, right? Any NCIS episode, which I'm saying that only because we watch NCIS Los Angeles. And of course, for those of you who were in the military or anything, of course, none of this stuff is the way that it happens in real life, (laughs) right? But for for me watching... For entertainment uh, purposes. For entertainment purposes, Saul and I go, okay, they're going to sh- are they going to shoot the guy before they ask the questions? <laughs> because yes. they always do. They always do. So we find that entertaining because when you're thinking about mercenaries, and they're not mercenaries on the show, obviously, <laughs> but to us, that's the way it comes across. Well, right? it's hilarious, right? Because they're supposed to be investigative agents and asking questions. And, you know, the main characters are... Uh, I forget Sam and Callan. Sam and Callan. Uh, one is played by Al Ella Cool J, and the other one's played by uh, I forget his name. Uh, but uh, but what's funny is El, uh, uh, Sam Al Cool J plays a, a Navy SEAL, and the other guy's like a total spook guy, right? Yeah. Trained to kill people. So that that's what they are, right? They're like trained assassins, and so it's funny. It's like they're supposed to grab somebody and and, and question them. them, and they pump five bullets into them, <laughs> and then you know, Callan goes. You were supposed to keep him alive. Yeah, and that's like, or they go, he's dead. He's not going to give us any answers. No, duh, you pump five bullets into his chest. So I can see how, you know, people could have fun playing that, right? Because it's, to us, that's, that's like, you know, entertainment, well, kind of fantastical, right? right? It is, it's, yeah. it's like John Wick, right? It's this, it's this gun foo. Well, there's always high. a, the, and each NCIS team has a, a sniper, always right? Always a sniper, yes. And, so obviously that could be perfect for, but, but you can't take it. I, I don't know. Some people take the TV shows seriously, right? You know, this is the way that it is. And, and you're like, going, no way, no way is, is that the way it is in NCIS, right? Or any military <laughs> organization. Well, <laughs> the great. idea that, that as many times as they've killed people, yeah. right? You know, they, they've killed. They could know. be, it could be like the CIA, maybe. Not or, even. Or, they're talking about they, they shoot and kill. Wow. Uh, I don't know. The, the, if you look at how many years they've been on the on on television, let's say the that's a year on the force or a year in actual real life, they've killed hundreds of people. And I think, it but they've the, saved the world I, hundreds of times. I think it make it make the news, right? Yeah. More than yeah than real life. Yeah. So you can only come up with so many cover so, stories. So go. So, so I think you just like fantastic in your games. Yeah, I, I do. I, I like having. I, I mean. Ghost of Ops is okay, but to me, playing a, a a mercenary going to save someone is like reading a romance novel. To, because a lot of modern you like rom- romance novels. Okay. I know, but it, it's like it's it's not the. <laughs> I kind of know it's what's going to happen. It's not filling. <laughs> it's not like you know. It's like a Hallmark uh, Christmas movie. 
<laughs> yes. Saul's favorite. <laughs> yes, that's my guilty pleasure. So uh, Ghost Ops was a really fun game. And and picture, this is what Ghost Ops is. It's like Predator, but without the Predator, right? right. They were going in there to figure out what happened to these Green Berets. But uh, but there's no Predator, so they go in and they say they got captured by uh, the the rebels and you really have to be careful because those guns will kill you so you have to right be really careful yes well and ghost stops my my players were never not careful at all well, but you know i know those guys they're never careful when it comes <laughs> to that kind of stuff yeah so i thought so like i said we were talking it's just a really wide range of of a genre where you could have something like call call cthulhu you can have ghost stops which is this you know uh modern military I wasn't going to say fantasy, but but it is kind of fantasy because it represents like it's like it's like James Bond and spies. Right. It's, it's not really realistic. It's, it doesn't try to be realistic. So I think you just like really fantastical games where where you could do like fantastical things. Well, now you've convinced me I want to play a James Bond adventure. Well, James Bond's pretty cool. Like save the world. Secret. See, you can save the world, right? Top save Secret, yeah. Top I secret. think I think someone's going to be running a Top Secret game soon. I think Shannon might be running uh, Top Secret New World Order. They came out with a... They kick-started, of course, New World Order, which is a Top Secret game. And the original person who made Top Secret, uh, Merle Rasmussen was involved in that but i think he recently well he passed away right right after that so so he's uh the he's not around but it was very interesting that whole uh genre of of uh of spies and stuff it really hasn't caught on i mean there's like top secret there is james bond 007 but that i think that's pretty much out of print and spy game i mean those are the ones that i know from print that you can yeah. play oh there's some other ones that like the corporation which is about what well, corporate the uh, entry well, but you could do one of them ultra modern or mar the d5 modern that's true you can use that and, and you could be i mean they have lots of soldier types in there and lots of uh, yes and you could be an agent an fbi agent or right you know, and then there's a there's or, a I'm thinking of Jack Ryan. Right. Things like that. Yes. And th there is a British uh, uh, company. Uh, I don't know who, who publishes it, but it's called The Laundry. Oh. And that's a, that's a spy game. a spook game. It's a spy <laughs> game of uh, more of an English flavor, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So the thing is, is that we have this so many different, it's too big of a, of there's so many games that you can include in the, under the modern moniker. That it's not narrow enough. I think maybe that guy just asked the question. Like I always see on mm. on um, uh, I'm in the the board game. I think it's board game geek. Okay. Or something. I don't know. On online, um, on Facebook, and people always put these questions out there that I go. They just want people to talk about it, right? Because they <laughs> <They're> say, <lonely. laughs> "What is better, Settlers of Catan or?" Oh, I got you. And they like leave it blank, and then they get seven hundred comments about different games right <laughs> that's, uh, that's funny that you mentioned that because recently tom uh, mike's brother asked us what's a game that's like civilization but has like war elements to it right and i'm like i can't i couldn't think of it i, th I thought of a couple this is board games i'm sorry but we're gonna write degret uh well not digress but digress into board games so that was the question i'm like well and i like well tell and he was talking about tech trees right because he's thinking about the old civilization game back in the 
late 70s, early 80s. And we played that a few times. And he wanted to include uh, his wife and his, and his daughters to play a game, but they don't like Settlers Catan because immediately Mike says, Settlers Catan. And he goes, no, they don't like that game. And I'm thinking, well, the problem is that any game of that type usually takes a long time. Yeah, Civilization or Risk. I think Risk would be the closest thing, right? Right. But he but didn't want to play have Risk. the tech. Right. Yeah. That, right. He wanted more. Tree. He wanted more. And then more interaction with political stuff like yeah. trading or, or making deals or whatever. Maybe his maybe his wife and daughters don't want to play that game with them. <laughs> those kind of games with them. So Pick he a wants, different game. He wants to play that. So he asked for. Have, for has he tried Ticket to Ride? Because they might like that. <laughs> it's a lot. Not as, you know. Difficult. This is totally not even within the ballpark what he's looking for. So I thought terraforming Mars is tech trees and stuff, but there's no war. There's no war between the thing. So there's another. There's I'm another. just going to say that I've met Tom's wife and daughters, and they probably don't want to play that kind of game. <laughs> well, I figured I'd give him an answer, right? <laughs> At least in, as far as convincing him to convincing his family to play that game, I don't know. But hey. He asked the question. I'd be a nice friend and, 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 and try to answer for him. So I included Bay and he got a few suggestions from us. But so I decided to go to my Facebook page that I don't usually visit very much, but the board game group. And so I said, to, I have this friend who wants to play a game that's like civilization, oh, but has some. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I had so many. I, I still am getting. I only did that a few days ago, and I have like a hundred and something comments or replies. Because everybody has an answer, so that's what I mean with this guy. When he, when he, I, I find the same thing when I'm because we do this podcast. I'm I read Reddit a lot and all kinds of different places where they're talking about role playing games and games in general. And I always see people ask these questions where I don't think that they're like this question: What is a good modern game? Well what does that mean? <laughs> because you're going to get a whole bunch of different answers because everybody's going to have an opinion, right? Right. So when Saul asked me that, that question, I was like, uh, first you're like shocked that, what do you mean? It's, and yeah. then you're trying to, then you go, when you think about it, you're like, there's a ton of them. You right. just have to think about what genre you want to play. So I, I, I kind of broke them down a little bit, just different genres, like eight, like the old 1920 stuff, obviously, Cthulhu. Yeah. Right. It fits perfectly. They also have uh, Deadlands Noir, right? Yeah. So that's that's 1950s or 40s. See, that would be cool. That's where it's like Deadlands. Uh, there's people walking around dead and stuff, and but it's the 1950s. Yeah. Right? I've never actually played that game, and I never, never even looked at the rules, but I do know it exists. Uh, a little bit more uh, contemporary would be like... Uh, Modern rules like yeah. D20 modern spycraft. Well, we just talked about that. So we just you've got all kinds Ghost of Ghost Ops. Yeah. And even within those games that are more modern, Twilight 2000, we, I even mentioned Twilight 2000, that takes place in year 2000. <laughs> Is it modern? Uh, it's pretty modern and it fits under that umbrella. We talked about how you can use those rules for other militaristic type of games like uh, The Moral Project, right? Mm -hmm which is uh, a now uh, out of print or yeah out of print uh, book uh, rule set but you can use Twilight 2000 because it's a military operation and stuff like that even even within the real modern like yeah. within the last 20 years to today there's different genres like Ghost Ops is a totally different game than let's say Top Secret right which is uh, uh, more of a spook game you know d doing uh, CIA stuff or CIA like stuff and Ghost Ops, which is a militaristic uh, 
go save some senator's son that's in the Amazon, whatever, under with terrorists or whatever. And then there's my favorite genre, the urban fantasy. Urban fantasy, and right. I want to, and I just thought of, because we just played Feng Shui, I think we should include Feng Shui and in not necessarily urban fantasy, but in it's a, a modern, modern game. game yeah, right? you're right. It's a modern game. It takes place in modern times. And that is a totally different game than, let's say, uh, Dresden Files. Right, right. right. And, uh, and, and, uh, Lumin Liminal and Liminal. And Liminal. Liminal takes a, a, and Dresden Files, they both, I mean, various degrees of, of seriousness, right? Yeah. Where Liminal, it tries to say, well, it's in a real world and you're just trying to keep the, the normals, the, the what they call them? The in, mundanes, or I don't know what they call the them. The muggles in muggles? That, that's Harry Potter. Harry dude. Potter. Well, Harry Potter, if somebody were to make a Harry Potter role-playing game, I don't know if there is one. I don't think so. But that's a totally different genre than, than let's say, even even uh, Twilight 2000 or Buy Game. Yeah, yeah Dresden Files, normal people don't, don't realize there's uh, right. stuff going on. Right. So, so it's a very select few people know about stuff, and very few select people know about stuff of the strange or the supernatural. The same thing with supernatural. Supernatural, right? excellent. You know, <laughs> Dean and Sam ride into a town. Nobody knows what's that there's going werewolves on. or vampires <laughs> yeah. or ghosts and stuff. So yeah, that's pretty cool. So the the answer is the answer is there's too many things to answer that question with. It's totally up to you. What what genre do you want? Yes, that's that's the better question. What do you right? want to play? <laughs> what kind of game do you want to play? Do you want to play an investigative game? And I couldn't think of an investigative game that's just about investigation. Spy game probably has uh, adventures that there's clues and you're trying to figure stuff out. But spy games to me means like you're like you're up against chaos from uh, Get Smart or. Orion from the original Top Secret but SI. But you, you gave out all kinds of investigative games. There's like Liminal. You're investigating stuff. It's Call of Cthulhu. You're always investigating something. Right. Probably not something you want to, but something. So this is going to make you crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a spy game, you're definitely investigating and figuring out where you're going to go and stuff. Right. Right. Um, you could put in, you could throw in Gumshoe, right? Because it's set oh, in, yeah. the, in this era, modern era, right? Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop. Yep. So those are best games, but I was thinking, I know for some reason you're right, I didn't think about that. I was thinking of Mutant City Blues, because in Mutant City Blues, you actually play a cop. Right. But you're a mutant cop. Yeah. And then when there's ever mutants involved in a the, in the crime, they call you the, 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 you know, the, yes. the blues yeah. crew, clue, crew to investigate. So I think you're right. I think the, the question is kind of broad. You're going to get a ton of answers. I think... The person who asked it, if you really wanted an answer, like, I really want to play, like, a, a police procedural. I really want to play a, 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 a urban fantasy. I'm sure you would find someone that would run those games for him without <laughs> any problem. Well, there's not the running, but just finding what people would suggest. Right. It's, it's a lot of games. It's no, I'm a lot saying of that if games. you really want to play a modern game, just tell somebody what it is you want oh. to play. <laughs> well, I think, I don't even know what, what uh, I mean, because the, the question was just like, what's a good modern game? Or yeah. A uh, tabletop role-playing game. And, then, and of course, he's getting the same answers that we gave. But I think the person who asked the question, if he really wants an answer, like a better answer that he was looking for, and I think he finally said, oh, those are two good ones, those two that he latched onto, and I don't remember which ones they were. But if he would have said, or if they would have said, hey, I want a good investigative game, or... I want a good urban fantasy. He would have got 20 game. games anyway. He would have got 20 <laughs> games, but a much narrower yes. <laughs> and more appropriate to what he, because he obviously the person was looking for a certain kind of game. Right. 
And because the ones he picked were very similar. Right. And it wasn't Cthulhu. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that, so if you're looking for any games in the modern era, you obviously have many choices. Yes. Depending on what you consider modern <laughs> and, and what kind genres. of genre that yes. you want to play. Yes. So, so there's all kinds of games out there to play in a modern setting. Probably more than you could ever play. <laughs> so find one and play it with your friends. And have fun. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day.